Today, something will happen to everyone in the United States, except for Hawaii and Arizona. Ready to fall back. Daylight saving time ends this weekend, meaning that we will all be turning those clocks back an hour. It is that time of year again, time to fall back in the clocks. They will fall back one hour this Sunday, taking us back to standard time. While the rest of the nation is clocking an extra hour of sleep and making sure their oven clock matches their phone, Arizonans will continue their day like normal. Well, most Arizonans, that is. Welcome to a bonus episode of Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and today we're talking about daylight saving time, why it was created, why most of the state doesn't participate, and who in Arizona does. I think this interest in daylight saving time came about five, ten years ago when our communications director was asking for expertise. And nobody emailed her back. And I said, I can take a swipe at this, right? Calvin Shermerhorn is a professor of history at Arizona State University. He studies many different topics throughout history and has even published three books on slavery. But today we're using his expertise on daylight saving time. So if we go way back in history to 1883, the railroad companies standardized time across the United States. And they did that because if you set your watch by the sun, and how else would you set it in the 19th century, you're going to get different times in different places. But if you need a railroad schedule that has the same time in two places, you're going to run into conflict. And that was apparent in railroad crashes. In 1883, when the first time zones were invented, Arizona was actually split between mountain and Pacific. So that worked then. Phoenix wasn't here and, you know, it wasn't a big population center. But it wasn't until 1918 that the United States started to legislate daylight saving time. In 1918, when Arizona was just barely a state, the United States decided it was time to set up structured time zones across the country. This happened for a few reasons. It was because of wartime concerns about fuel savings. So in 1918, most of the people lived in the northern parts of the country. And if you extend the active hours during the day, that is if you push the day forward an hour, you're gonna save on things like evening fuel burning, right? Evening fires. And so this was actually led by a group of business people led by the um, Boston department store chain owner Lincoln Filene, and Filene and his buddies thought if there's more daytime on the clock, more people will come out and retail shop. They also wanted more time for golf. This didn't result in any permanent change, though. During World War I and World War II, it was temporarily put in place. It took until 1966 for Congress to pass what is called the Uniform Time Act. The Uniform Time Act set the dates for daylight saving time. And this was kind of all nationwide now because it had depended on local jurisdictions before. But they had a little clause saying that if you didn't want to do daylight saving time, your state legislatures could act and opt out. 
So, well, nobody really knew how this would work in 1966, and so Arizona had not been participating. And so, in 1967, Arizona started participating along with the rest of the country, and that's when things got interesting. So people who are interested in college football said, this is a bad idea. This will affect attendance at the ASU and Arizona football games because they'll have to start later because the temperature will be too hot to play on the field. And then once daylight savings started, people started to complain. They complained that the children's grades dropped. They complained that it was too hot to work outside. Um, people were complaining about the temperatures at the cotton gin. There was a lot of cotton you know, industry back then. There were all sorts of complaints, but they usually kind of unfolded along industry lines. So drive-in movie theaters did not like it. Our restaurant tourists did not like it. If you had more hours of active daylight, fewer people are going to go to the movies or they're not going to go as late. The same thing with restaurants. If your day is extended, the daylight's extended, the restaurant tourists feared that fewer people are going to show up for dinner because it's not going to feel like dinner time yet. Not everyone in Arizona was against it, though. If you ran outdoor activities, like a golf course, they were happy for daylight saving time because that's another hour that they could have their you know, the golf participation. Also, if you're a business that links to the East Coast or the West Coast, say Los Angeles or New York, daylight saving time participation was good because you didn't have to go back and forth the way we do now, having to explain to someone on the East or West Coast why we are either on this time or that time. Daylight saving time became the big hot-button topic in the summer of 1967. By the next year, Arizona had opted out. Like many things in Arizona, it came down to the heat. The state just didn't feel like putting sunset back an hour later. And needing to use an hour's more worth of air conditioning just didn't feel worth it. The state hasn't joined in on daylight saving time ever since. We don't fall back, nor spring forward. But part of Arizona does. Members of the Navajo Nation, since it spreads across Utah and New Mexico in addition to Arizona, do participate in daylight saving in order to keep everything even. They changed their clocks today with the rest of the country. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of Valley 101. Script writing and editing came from myself, Amanda Luberto. Episode oversight by Kathy Tulamello. Today's musical scoring came from Universal Production Music. You can follow us on social media at AZC Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Valley 101 is an Arizona Republic and azcentral.com production.